Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. It's a 16 minutes after 10. Let's welcome a mental health expert and um, a clinical psychologist, also a co-owner of Panda, uh, an app that helps you with mental health, Ellen Sweden. Thank you very much for joining us, Ellen. Happy New Year. Hey, Patricia. A very happy 22 to you as well. I hope it's gets better from here. Let's hope so too for everyone, right? Because it's been quite a difficult 2021 and we've entered the new year on nationally a, a, a very sore point, a hot point, fires, deaths, um, and it just hasn't been a very great way to start it. So I'm hoping the rest of the year is going to be much, much better. I hope so. Well, yeah, what a way to start the year. Let's hope it gets better from here. So we're talking today about dealing with addiction. And I was saying that addiction goes all over and above just, uh, you know, substance abuse or being addicted to substances that are illegal. Uh, Some people are addicted to small things like biting of nails, um, you know, and and they really can't live without chewing on their fingernails. Uh, There's there's other addictions that we don't we, we look over them because they don't get us into trouble per se. But addiction is addiction at the end of the day. Am I correct? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's two really important aspects of addiction clinically. The one is that um, you need more and more of a certain substance to make you feel the same way you did when you first had it. Um, so you, you, you kind of increase that you use. And the second thing is that when you don't have it, uh, you go through some kind of painful withdrawal or detox. Um, and I think those are the two sort of most important things we, we think about as psychologists uh, or as mental health practitioners when we think about, um, you know, kind of proper uh, addiction as such. Otherwise, you're talking about habits or dependencies or abuse of things, but it's not, not necessarily addiction. All right. So uh, for my uh, life as a child and a teenager, I was not addicted to biting nails. It was a bad habit. Thank goodness I stopped. <laughs> That's why I mentioned yeah. it. So, so when it comes to addiction, um, what is there something in the brain that triggers it? Um, I think there can be lots of things that sort of trigger addiction. Um, but you know, like let, let's talk about the different kind of substances. So, really, you've got you've got uppers, which are things like uh, amphetamines, like speed or cocaine or caffeine. Um, yeah, those are the three most kind of common um, uppers. Uh, you've got downers, which are the opioids, generally speaking. Um, like things you find in, in medications would be uh, codeine, like Sindol, or uh, red Sarnitab. Um I'm trying to think. Um, Stopane tablets, some Stopane tablets would have codeine in it. And those actually are the same kind of drug as what you'll find in heroin um, or opium. Um, so, and, and those are the things that take us down in the same way that benzodiazepines or sleeping pills or sedatives take us down. And believe it or not, people are addicted to downers as well as uppers. Um, and then you've got hallucinogens, which are things like acid um, and some ecstasy and uh, marijuana. Um, and um, you've got alcohol as well. So th- those, are the, those are the substances that most people are kind of addicted to. Now, for, for one to be addicted to something, what does it take? And I ask this question. I'm sure there's a lot of people who've tried smoking cigarette, for instance, nicotine, and they yeah. tried it and they didn't get addicted. They stopped 
they didn't like it. But others try it once and that's it. The rest of their lives, they're yeah. addicted to this nicotine. So uh, what causes one to be addicted and another to try something but not get addicted? Well, I think a lot of it is genetics and, you know, the, the kind of receptors that we have. Um, and sometimes, you know, we, we, we take a substance in and we, we, serve, we have a certain amount of receptors in the brain or in the body that feels like, oh, my goodness, where has the substance been? I've needed it my whole life and I haven't got it. Um, and, and suddenly, you know, you, you become dependent on that thing um, almost immediately. Hmm. It can play a, a really a big role. But there are the other reasons why people get addicted to things. I mean, I think that if you've been through a trauma or you're going through a difficult time and you start taking a medication, um, you know, that's you know, quite sort of like innocently, like a sleeping tablet or something else, um, you know, things like uh, certain substances just kind of breed addiction in the way that we that we talk about it because you will always need more of of those kind of substances, and when you don't have them, you, you feel like you feel some kind of pain when you don't have them. So it, it, it can be very different things that get us addicted. The, the, the most addictive substances that I've ever seen working in rehab uh, are um, are heroin, the, the opioids, and and crack cocaine. And I think that there's no good reason why you could ever become addicted to those things. You'll just take them. And I think that what I found is that most people who take them get addicted to them almost immediately. They just have such a powerful effect on our system. A-teamers, let me open up uh, the lines to you. Um, What sort of addiction do you have if you've got one? Are you getting help for it or are you seeking help for it? And um, if you've got questions, please call in. On 011-714-2006 or you can WhatsApp a voice note or a message on 0614-104-107. SMSs go to 41391. Perhaps it's a family member or a friend or a colleague that's addicted to a substance and you don't know how to give them support or help or uh, urge them into the right direction. Uh, Please also contact us. So, Alan, uh, when it comes to these addictions, when, how do we support someone? How do we support someone? And when should we be stepping in as family, friends, and colleagues uh, to support that person? Well, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people use substances that can be addictive, and they use them in a, in, in kind of a way that doesn't really affect their lives. You know, some, a lot of people drink. I mean, a lot of people in this country drink, and it's not necessarily a problem. You can take sleeping tablets, and it's not necessarily a problem. You can take pain medication, and it's not really a problem. And even marijuana now is, is will decriminalize, so you can use that without it becoming a problem. For me, I've always thought that, you know, you slip into something, you know, that, that we can call addiction or that we can call problematic use, let's say, when it starts to affect your relationship with the people that you love, um, your relationship with your work, your, your ability to kind of be productive during the day, and then your, your, your relationship with yourself, with your, with your own body. Um, so when, when you're doing something and it negatively impacts on one of those three major um, parts of our, of our daily lives and you don't stop, I think that's when you might be slipping into something that we would call addiction. Mm. 
Sure. Yeah. And and uh, obviously we don't want uh, people to um, perish because of their addictions, especially to um, drugs that are very hardcore. When people go to rehabilitation centers, are the rehabilitation yeah. centers um, all geared to support uh, our people? And I ask this because I've heard of a lot of cases of people going to rehab, running out of rehab because they just can't cope, or going to rehab yeah. and coming back into society and still taking the same substances. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't really answer your last question. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try and answer them both now. So, you know, the, the thing about addiction is that if somebody is addicted to a substance that, that sort of alters their mood in a certain way um, and, 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 it's, and, and they feel pain when they don't have it, it's really hard to try and convince them to stop using because the motivation really just isn't there. You know, as we, we try and avoid pain as much as we can. So, you know, if you're telling me that I've got to stop doing something and it's going to be causing me a lot of pain, you know, the the the, the short um, sort of motivation is is not to stop using. And I think it's really hard. And I think that one of the most difficult things, whether it's someone you love or someone that you're treating, um, is to try and motivate them to to get well. And and you can do that with a variety of of ways. And the the most extreme way is is kind of tough love. If it's somebody that you love, where you just say, listen, you know, these are my boundaries. And if you break those boundaries, then they're going to be kind of severe consequences. And it's very hard for families and for people that, that are in relationships that are loving to actually practice stuff love. But sometimes, you know, you do have to go there. Um, with rehabs, you know, there's kind of, I suppose, you can break rehabs into maybe into two primary groups. The one that would see um, addiction as a disease and that would see addiction as some kind of moral failing. And mm. I think that, from my own personal perspective, I think that addiction should always be viewed as a disease. Um, and, and that's not to say that we have to take a, a light approach to the person that you're treating or the person that you love, because obviously they're doing something that can be very dangerous to themselves. But I think we, we have to understand that people need help to stop using what they're using. And the rehab that you were referring to, where people talk about it as being too hard, I would think those are the ones where people, where people believe in kind of cold turkey or that you just need to find religion or that you just need to believe in hard work or whatever it is. You know, with these, with these rehabs, you know, see addiction as some kind of moral failing. But without sort of going on for too long about it, I think that if you, if you find sort of a rehab that believes in dual diagnosis or that, you know, that addiction is a disease, and they help you through the withdrawal, I think that your chances of, of kind of living a, a more normal life post-treatment are, are much better. Let's go to some of our A-teamers' voice notes. Hi, Patricia and your guest. It's uh, Lutando here in Cape Town, Parklands. I've also been suffering from alcohol addiction for like for years now and it's ruining everything. I've lost jobs, I've lost relationships, I've yeah, I don't know. I've I've almost lost everything. But now um I'm, I'm I'm seeing a psychologist and a psychiatrist. I'm also part now of the AA um group. But still, it's hard. It's hard to stop. It's really hard. And it's just messing everything up. Uh, sister, it's me. Two type of addiction, sister. Uh, 
smoking cigarette too much and I can't leave and I need help and two I like sex too much and I think it's an addiction because sometimes I also when I'm alone I'm trying to do masturbation so I don't know if it's an addiction or I don't know can please your guest must tell me what must I do Happy New Year, Patricia and the crew. Zama here. I have been a slave of a snuff for quite a while. And you know, each time I have stress, I would run for the snuff. When I'm tired after a long day's work, I would run for the snuff. But thank God, I don't know what happened last year. I just hate it like nobody's business. I don't even want to see it with my eyes. I've conquered that addiction. Thank God. Well done, A-Teema, for conquering your addiction for snuff. And uh, the A-Teema who's uh, seeking help uh, for alcohol addiction, well done. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's come back to you, Alan. We've heard uh, three voice notes, uh, two conquering, yeah. or one, one conquered, one on the road to conquering, and the other one still needing help. Um, what's uh, your advice uh, to all three of them? Well, with Lutando, I mean, you know, alcohol addiction is just so so common. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons is, that is how much we've normalized alcohol into our lives. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's so, it, alcohol is such an addictive substance, really. And if you're trying to quit and you, almost everywhere you go, people are drinking around you, I think that it makes it that much harder. Um, so I'm very glad to hear that he's under the care of a psychologist. Um, and a psychiatrist, there are medications that, that he could take that, that will help him take that edge off. But, you know, probably for the rest of his life, you know, he'll be faced every single day probably with somebody around him who is drinking or with alcohol around him. And that's where AA can be so useful, Alcoholics Anonymous, because if you're feeling vulnerable, you can always find a meeting. You can find a meeting online or you can find a live meeting and you can go and chat to people um, anonymously, although in, in that situation you're live, not like in the in the Panda app where you have can sign anonymously. But you know, I think that you can get a lot of help from peers, and AA is a really good way of getting support. Um, the other two we spoke about um, tobacco addiction or nicotine addiction. Nicotine's a you know it's a stimulant, and people do get addicted to it. And um, you know, it's, it's it's such an unfortunate addiction, I think, because it it doesn't really you know, kind of improve your mood, really. And the reason why it improves your mood is because you feel pain when you don't have it. And so when you do have it, it's more of a relief than anything else. Um, but if you think about people who try to start smoking, I mean, it's terrible to start smoking. It just tastes so terrible. And, you know, your body feels so sick afterwards. Um, but then, you know, then, then you start to become more addicted to it. So I'm glad that the person was able to, you know, to, ma- to manage their snuff addiction and smoking. Uh, sex addiction is definitely an addiction. Um, there, there are groups called Sex Addicts Anonymous, um, not to even be mistaken for the other SAA. Um, and uh, you can go there and, and you can meet with people, you know, who really will do anything just to get that rush of the release from an ejaculation or the release 
from from hooking up with someone and having some kind of uh, sexual contact, which releases all kinds of chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, um, and those are the things that we're really addicted to when we're addicted to sex. We're addicted to that release. So uh, as we wrap up, where can people get help for their various addictions? Um, and I'm, I'm going to say two things. I think that, generally speaking, if you have a GP, that's always a really good place to start because the GP will have a network um, of, um, of psychologists or psychiatrists or rehabs, um, and hopefully they've done their research and those are, are good rehabs that believe in, you know, treating addicts you know, as if it's a disease and an illness rather than some kind of moral failing. Um, I would like to, I know Patricia, you, you're very kind to, to invite me back and I so appreciate it. And I hope you don't mind if I mention the Panda app again that people can download by using, by searching for Join Panda in the, in the, in the app stores. And we run every single day, we run groups, or almost every day we run groups on addiction. If there isn't a group running at the time, you just need to press the plus button in the forest and you can start your own session about addiction, and you can get help from peers, you know, there and then. Um, but those, those are the two places that I would that I would start. Excellent. Um, uh, for your website, please uh, share it with us. It's joinpanda.com. So www.joinpanda.com. Uh, but the best way to, to get help is to go to the app stores and to search for Join Panda. Excellent. Alan, thank you very much for joining us and uh, looking forward to more interactions throughout this uh, new year. That's a pleasure. Really, always be lovely being on your show. Thanks, Patricia. Have a good, a good evening.